Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Black College Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about market opportunities. I feel like there's two segments when it comes to opportunities right now, especially when you're trying to get rich, get money. There's like entry level opportunities. I feel like where some people are now starting to see success. We're gonna get into some of those areas, and then there's like wealth building, like where people are really making billions and billions of dollars. So we're gonna to touch on those, those two um, areas, and then obviously we got the business news that we're gonna sprinkle in there. So to start off with, this week was a huge week in terms of bank earnings. The banks was going crazy. I my thing is, how are the banks making money? Cause there's no way. It said that the five largest banks reported twenty three billion in uh, Q three in profits. I mean, that's what banks do. Like in the worst of the worst, they get bailed out, and in the best of the best, they're booming. So we're in a kind of transitionary period between those two things right now. I mean, the corona hit everybody. Mm. The banks are going to be the first to recover. So on one on one hand, this is kind of like a sign mm. that things are heading back to normal. Banks doing what they do best, cashing out, but also like they're they're always going to be the first one to make money when tables turn, and I think they're just the start of a larger trend for other companies to come in Q3. My, the thing is, what I realized when I was reading, I was reading an article about it. It said that the reason that because Goldman they had triple the amount of money in in this quarter than they had before. Mm. So I'm thinking, wait in Q2, again Q2, but that's Corona, right? But the thing is, they still beat the expected revenue in Q2, mm. but they triple. Like, normally, like, each quarter, I, I think that they say, like, yo, they actually, like, there's no reason it should have happened. Mm. Well, here's, here's the finesse with this whole corona thing. So, corona happens, everyone's, like, analysts especially are, like, oh, every company's mm. going to have bad reportings. Mm. So, they lower their expectations, like, drastically. Mm. And then, like, a company like Goldman beats expectations, mm. even though expectations were already... Super low. super low and then going forward they're like okay like we're gonna revise our our expectations upward like called the upward revision mm-hmm. but maybe they still do it like cautiously because they know like the like whether the effect of, of the pandemic hasn't shown yet or they don't mm. want to like overestimate how bad things could be so then they go ahead and beat it again but this time by even more so basically so, yo this is how i'm saying it's, like a, it's basically like a fake finesse because once people Absolutely. see, like, oh, they beat earnings, but it's like the earnings is really tailored for what's going on, which is really not wrong, but it's still not right. Nah, yeah, absolutely, dude. Like, every company that's been reporting, it's always important to look at the revisions and analyst reports, at least in this day and age. Because uh. when you see, like, there's been 11 downward revisions, that means, like, there was this expectation, and then they boom, 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 11 times. Every time. So low key, they really didn't hit that ex- the original expectation. Yeah, it's like you they set just the hit, yeah. you set the bar super low for me. I'm Obviously, out. I'm not gonna. Oh, that's exactly. fair. But what I'm seeing too right here is they're saying that a big cause for why some of the banks, because Bank of America missed missed revenue, mm. they missed the revenue by a decent amount, and that's why the stock had went down. But they said that J.P. Morgan, their um, expected revenue, they blew it out the box basically, and I think that one of the reasons was because they focused more on trading. Mm. While Bank of America actually lowered trading. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely the main thing. So, like, literally, J.P. Morgan increased trading 30%, and Bank of America dropped trading about 4 or 5%, and Bank of America missed revenue, but J.P. Morgan hit revenue. So, I'm thinking it has something to do with the fact that they said, matter of fact, we're not even going to do what else we're doing. We're just going to trade. Makes sense, too, because, like, with stimulus money, people got a little bit extra cash in their pockets, kind of. Not really. Obviously, the pandemic hurt a lot of pockets. Mm. But there's definitely been a huge increase in the amount of people who are saying, like, I'm going to try trading. Like, That's a fact. I'm going to at least try it. Like, E-Trade, Charles Schwab's, they report, like, tomorrow or Thursday is what it be whenever whenever you see this. Mm. They're going to say the exact same thing, like, due to the increase in the volume of trading. And so it's 100% due to trading, in my opinion. No, it has to be, too, because they say even Robinhood, like, since the pandemic started, Robinhood was, like, getting millions and millions of accounts. Mm. But you know why I feel like that happened, too? Because as soon as the, the pandemic hit... They were like every, all over social media. Everybody saw like, the stock market go down, and people were seeing like 40k, mm-hmm. like um, positive. They're seeing like 150 percent mm-hmm. because since the whole market went down it went and fixed itself because of the stimulus, mm-hmm. they're mad traders that traded for the first time that seeing literally 5k return, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, what's going on?" They post on their Snapchat story like, "Yo, I'm no longer working a nine to five. It's like, "Yo, bro, come on. This is your first yeah. trade ever, and you're done. Yeah. You're quitting. <laughs> you're never gonna work again just because you got one successful trade. Yeah. Relax, guy. Especially like it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. For sure. Those things. I mean, I can see something like that happen again, maybe in, like 20, 30, yeah, and I'm gonna have money years. next time it happens. 
without a doubt. But like, yeah, if you caught if you caught that whole dip and pop up again, then extremely lucky. Bro, Great people time. like literally tripling their money, bro. Mm-hmm. Putting in like forty k coming out like one hundred twenty k. What's his name? Uh, Ackerman. You oh, know, Bill? my boy Bill, bro. He mm. turned. Oh, I forget the exact number. I was just reading about this other day. It was like. Oh, I, I saw it too. He turned. Let's just say it was like I think it was like three hundred million to like like. Was that ridiculous? Like twenty six. It wasn't like. It was something million to something billion. Yeah, it was a lot of billion though. And it he wasn't did it this small. He did it as a result of going long on a bunch of companies right after everything dipped. Genius. He was Yo. ready for the the drop. That's why you gotta get into this oh, type of work now. Oh my gosh! Twenty seven million into two point six billion. Bill, get money, Ackman, bro. Because the thing, yeah, I remember I saw this, and what they said was, yo, like, Bill Ackman, he goes on, like, what, what, CNBC or something like that, right? And he's, like, basically putting on a show. He's like, you know, like, the market, like, this corona environment is done. It's done. Mm. All the stocks are, are done for, right? So, like, once everybody started panicking, he already had what he needed set up, mm. and he just capitalized crazy. That's why they said that he, like, it was a term they used that's not coming to my mind right now. Similar to market manipulation, but not... It might have been actually market manipulation, but similar term, basically. Saying, like, yo, what he did was wrong, and you can't come out and, like, put so much fear into, like, the public, especially on such a large platform, and when you're so prestigious, like, you're basically, like, fixing the market for you to do what you got to do. Mm. He, and he's like, yo, this is just how it felt. I mean, that's what my boy uh, Presidente over at Barstool does. Like, he's a big-time day trader. He'll be, yeah. like, live-streaming. I think it's called, like, Davy Day Trades. And he'll say, like... Oh, I'm really liking this company. Bye. Mm. Everyone who watches Barstool, which is a lot of people, is like, my boy Davey's doing it. Like, I'm going to do it too. And so he also, to some degree, probably not as much as Bill Ackman, mm. but has some power to like move a market. Is that wrong? I don't know. I mean, if he really liked that, I mean, it but can't if, be wrong. But if I was in that position, I would do the same thing. I'm just telling the viewers what I like. That's a fact. If the market moves in my favor afterwards. But the thing was, he did the opposite of what he said, though. He said that's that the, a, yeah, that's, that's a, right, yeah. listen. Get it how you get it, bro. I, I'm gonna say I, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't do it because it's hard when you're in a position. It's hard morally. It's very wrong, but it's like if you already know you can make twenty, what do you twenty two point six billion? All you gotta do is go on TV and just say what people think already. That's what he did. People thought that the market was gonna go down. He basically told him, yeah, it's gonna go down. The market went down and he made money. I mean, and what else was he supposed to say in that position? Exactly. Like, he couldn't have been like... He didn't, he didn't even know, though. Had he told you, yo, get ready to invest, and then think... He can't predict the future. He, like, he made a bet. He literally mm-hmm. said... Yeah, said bet, yeah. yeah. So, you made a bet. Had he told a bunch of people, yo, get in right now, he could have been responsible for, like, a bunch of other people losing money. That's a fact. Now, Bill, he, he moved tactical. That, that was a very tactical move. He's a genius. And I respect him. I mean, he, he, he had a lot of controversy with, like, that Herbalife short that he did before. Like some wild stuff that he was doing. That he like he shorted that. something that actually kept on going up, and he mm-hmm. lost like billions of dollars for his clients. But other than that, I like Bill. Yeah, I mean, very solid when, guy. when you're in the in this this business, like you can't get them all right. Like That's you can't catch them all. But the people think that you get even Warren Buffett can get them all right. You might get a good percentage, mm-hmm. but you can't even get them all right. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, let's hop let's hop into the next part. Bill Ackman, you're my guy still. I forget the company that you work out, but I respect it. And um, yeah, so like best industries for beginner entrepreneurs. We go, we're going to go with this one at a time. First one I had on the list, and I think it's the biggest opportunity, is media slash content creation. What do you think about that? As an industry for somebody who's, like, trying right now. Like, we're, we're doing it too. Like we're trying to hop in the media space, the content creation space. But I feel like a lot of people right now, with, like, the influx of YouTube, the influx of TikTok, the influx of, like, Instagram, people becoming famous. I feel like that's a, a place that so many people are starting to, like, get on or get into, like, a better position. And I feel like it would be a... I feel like I'll do it injustice to not put it in the number one spot. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about this space is that there's something for everybody. You got Instagram for those people who want to... I mean, it's obvious. It's like a different space. So TikTok is the new one. People, sure. so there's a lot of dancing. Uh, people want to get into that. Maybe flaunting, flaunting looks, that's fine. That's <laughs> flaunting your you. assets. Yeah, your assets, <laughs> exactly. And then you got like Twitch for like the gamers. Mm. So like there's there's a little something for everybody. Okay. Uh, people watch seven point four six billion hours of live stream content in Q three. I didn't Twitch. Even, I didn't even know they had like stats like that. Yeah, bro. I saw that random stat. I'm like, yo, two point forty. Look 7. up uh, four six billion look hours up on live stream. How many years is one billion hours? How many years is one billion? I don't even know if he, someone's asked that before. Jeez, uh, what is that? 
So 114,000. Yeah. And then they, they have the actual times, stat, though. It's seven times that, which is like 700. No, they have the actual stat, like on the article, how many years it was. I, I should probably pull that too. I don't yes. get what it was. But so it's, that's got to be beast, like though. 800,000 years Basically. worth of content streamed in just the third quarter alone on, on just mm. Twitch. So that's definitely fine. a huge space there. That's pretty, that's an absurd thing. People will be on Twitch, like, I thought. The way I first viewed Twitch when I first heard of Twitch, and I think that it's largely used for that, is like video game streaming. Mm. Like if you're playing 2K with your boys, or like you're, playing, you're pretty popular, you'll just go on Twitch and stream it. But now people are using it for debates. Like this guy's like, all right, guy, hop in my stream. And he's literally like some TikTok guy. He's literally on the stream, like just arguing with somebody else. He's like, you think police brutality is a big issue? I don't. Like, mm. I mean, that's an example. I don't think he actually said that, but mm. like certain things like that. So I'm like, yo, it might be an opportunity in Twitch too. Like some guy be having girls come on his Twitch and like, you know, shake some assets and his his viewers like to see it. That's it's wild. Great. Would I do it? No, but I mean he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like the media space is really going crazy. And like, especially we were just talking about like TikTok, Instagram, like the fact brand deals, bro. I feel like it's probably the best opportunity because it doesn't take much knowledge. Like I feel like if you got it, you got it. Like you hop on your phone, do a little funny skit. If you could dance, do a little dance, whatever it is. People, these cooking TikTok pages, cooking mm-hmm. Instagram, cooking Facebook pages, going crazy, and then people smile to them. It's like, oh, it's like cook with our noodles, cook cook with my spatula, cook mm-hmm. with this, and now they're making bread like two hundred thousand, like not two hundred thousand, like two thousand a sponsor, like you know, ridiculous figures just for doing something they would did anyways, just recording it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, that might be the key. Just do something you're gonna do anyways, just record it. Yeah, no, you share right. it. Like, that's what Twitch comes from. Like, you just they already gave they're, it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for example, that might be that might be the key. I think I think I might just came across something for myself that I'm having an epiphany. It's nothing like it might seem weird, but it's like it's true though. If you just do what you like to do and record it, you're gonna find people that's gonna watch I mean, your stuff, and you can stay yourself instead of having to do something wild. To tie that in with the shaking the assets, that's what uh, a lot of people are, are doing with OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, because yeah. I mean that's wait that that's media content creation. Absolutely, that's actually the tear. That's the highest tier of content creation I would say. And there in will terms be of monetary value. Absolutely, bro. People post like their figures, how much they're making, and it's like hundreds of. Th- I don't want to say hundreds of thousands, <laughs> but thousands of dollars for literally doing what they were already doing. Maybe to a different degree. And now it's like a public, maybe slightly more yeah, professional. Like, There's no reason I'm just going to keep sending Jimmy these, these assets. I'm going to just broadcast it to the world. Just got to pay twenty nine ninety nine. That's like, fair, though. It, it'll be like, yeah, I think it's like a smaller fee, like a month. Yeah. And then now they're even getting to recurrent revenue, which is just genius, too. What do you mean? Oh, it's like a subscription-based Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, they got, like, Jimmy, John, and Bill. Jimmy, mm. John, and Bill are paying 12 times a year. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, it's absolutely yo, genius. bro. And they be having packages like people like I see people advertising. They're like, oh, sign up for my OnlyFans, right? Mm. It'd be like the first month is like nine ninety nine, right? But then you could get six months for like fifteen percent off type of. Mm. So it's like, yo, this is crazy. But the thing, it's some finesse guys on there. It's some guy who has OnlyFans, but what he does is he shares like, like financial information, but like some OD elite like. Is that popping? Um, like, is it, is it I mean, for him, because he already had a large following. So people, he's like, yo, I'm having exclusive content. If you want to see it, you got to log into my OnlyFans. Mm. And it's interesting that, like, I bet that's what it was originally designed for. It's OnlyFans. Like, if you want to see more of this yeah. guy, what they got to produce, and that's what it is. But it's, been, it's turned into oh, more yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. a platform for... Promiscuous activity. Pr- exactly. That's a great way to say that. The thing is... I might, matter of fact, I'm gonna stay away from OnlyFans because I feel I don't want a whole crowd of OnlyFans. That's just one example me. of. But it's like yo, it's interesting because yeah, it's definitely content creation too. If you could find a, I want to see somebody find a strategic way to make a breach on OnlyFans, make with, a like a large amount of money mm-hmm. without showing assets. Besides that one, but guy. people are doing that as well. There are girls who they already have a large following. They have assets clearly. Uh. And then they'll, like, say they won't do anything more promiscuous or, like, too explicit, mm. but it's just slightly more promiscuous. Mm. And people are, John, Billy, especially, like, dude, people are eating that up. Yeah, no. Especially oh. using uh, I should probably put that on the list. different platforms to, uh, uh, what's the right word? Drive Tunnel, traffic? drive traffic yeah. from one platform to another. There'll be girls on Twitch. IG, yeah. TikTok, and OnlyFans. Now they're ri- that, that's that's a business model. That's a fact. So uh, it's genius. The Definitely. thing is, TikTok. I feel like right now, in terms of like uh, uh, the perfect start, is like you can. Or, 
I feel like I'm giving OnlyFans people like the, the perfect blueprint. But it's like, if you show your assets on TikTok, you can literally grow it probably ridiculously oh, they fast. That. They know that. And then you just drive that traffic to the to the OF. Absolutely. Then the OF is popping, making about 10K a month off the OF. Then you can make some investments, invest in the stock market. Now you, yo, that's. Hop on Hub too while you're at it. Yeah, nah, that's nah. Hey, not. Nah, yeah, yeah, of course. But if you top OF, then maybe you go to the Hub. The point is, like, there's so many platforms, and if you're just creative enough, uh, there's actually one guy <laughs> I saw this on TikTok on the hub who's he has no explicit content at all, yeah. right? Oh, f- I feel like I know you're talking about. Yeah, yo, and so the name of the video would be like, uh, white guy absolutely gives water to passed out girl. And all the videos is just giving her water, like, oh, you yeah. good? Like, millions of views. Millions of views. It's, it's funny, just, it's like, why is this even here? It's hilarious, but it's like spinning off of like that title creation. Yeah. But on top of that, it just illustrates like using creativity to to drive views, basically, yeah. On uh, whatever platform. Nah, it's tough. Content creation is, is definitely a big, big space. And uh, we got to get into this tool. Cause I feel like another space I'm seeing right now more frequently than I would prefer is real estate wholesaling. Mm. And I feel like we, we dabbled into it. And I don't even want to get too much into it. But I mean, I'm just putting it out there because it's a market that I'm seeing a lot of space. I'm, I won't be completely honest. I never did it before. So I cannot speak on it. But people are talking about they making 20K off of one little deal, 30K. So I feel like it would be wrong of me not to share this opportunity with people. And there's some kid who's like 18. He's like, um, he's making 100K a month off of real estate wholesale. That seems aggressive, but I don't knock it just off of like if you only make if you only landed one deal yeah. in wholesale real estate, you'd come away with that at minimum five k. Yeah, man. Yeah, facts. And that's off of one deal. So if you made that a full time profession and you just keep grinding it out, you could possibly reach a hundred k a month, I guess. The thing is, the job to me, I feel like it's just it's like any I feel like um any sales job is like you got to just call mad heads. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're eighteen, he he said it. Like, he called like four hundred people a day. If you're calling 400 people a day, you deserve 100K mm-hmm. off, I would say. So I feel like it's a good opportunity, but you got to be built for it. The biggest thing about wholesale real estate is that not enough people know about it yet. If you do your research, mm-hmm. your due diligence, and you're willing to put in the grind, it could pan out. Yeah, now nah, the thing is, I feel like I wouldn't even mind like trying something like that. It's just, I feel like it's difficult in New York. I feel like yeah, yeah. in a certain other place, I feel like New York has so many realtors that like if you were to try to find some like low-key deal, it would be so hard. But like, if you live in... I think this kid like literally lives in like some random town. If you live in some random town where like not that many realtors are, you're gonna be able to find a distressed property mm. at a larger rate. Yeah, I say if you don't live in a large city, you could do it. Yeah. Effectively, like, and efficiently. There's some guy that who's saying like you could do it like virtually. I don't know how that works. Like he just goes. Yeah, around. I heard about that as well. I don't. I don't. It seems a little too difficult for me. Maybe but, if you already had a few deals and you're ready, like you're a reputable source for yeah. like wholesale real estate, you could do that. But to start out initially, I would advise that you be somewhere where there's not a, like a lot of apartments or a lot yeah. of like multi like uh, apartment complexes. You want to be in like a suburb somewhere, or if not, just not a large city. I really wonder if there's somebody. If there's somebody, matter of fact, this week what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look for somebody who do it in New York. I feel like if I can find somebody in New York. They probably might be interested in talking mm-hmm. on camera right. or on a podcast about definitely. that. I definitely got to get more into that. And another way I'm seeing people getting money in real estate, which is a lot harder, is the fix and flip model. I think you do need a real estate license to do it, though. Mm-hmm. People are making bread off it. Like, this guy talking about he flipped some house, made 70K. So I'm just saying, real estate, I feel like it's a good opportunity for people that are not getting into it. Also, that Airbnb girl that I should have put on this list, too. Bro, she just, she goes, signs a lease for her apartment, right? So say an apartment like this, right? If it costs her 1000 a month to rent it, she'll like, cool, right? Put it on Airbnb, probably not good right now because COVID and stuff, but she put it on Airbnb, char- up, charge it for more. Like, I don't know what the mathematics would be like, but if it's like 100 a night and it would book the whole time, that'd be 3,000. She pocket two, mm. she pay her 1,000 rent. That's a finesse, bro. Yeah, nah, if you have the money to get into that space and it's mm. eat, that's a reoccurring dividends yeah. off of holding real estate for sure. There is a slight initial investment that, mm. like, that's a barrier to entry for some people. Mm. But once you're past that, and like if you have a space that's unused, or you even want to, you have the opportunity to get a space that you won't be using, mm. great way to make money for sure. Nah, but the thing, the reason I like it as a finesse is because like, yo, she literally renting the apartment, but re renting a rental. How are you re renting out a rental? Yeah, that's I don't know fire. About that. That sounds kind of And the thing is, like, yo, one, like the girl who's talking about it, I'm like, yo, she's a hustler. Like, I can just tell like her whole vibe. She's gonna get it regardless. And that's what got me hyped about that. But now my favorite aspect right now, the third industry. So the first industry we covered was 
media and content creation. Get out there. Be on your phone. Be on whatever platform. If you feel like you have something that you like to talk about, just do it. You really have nothing to lose. You post it. It gets views or it don't. You really have nothing to lose. You can delete it. It might still resurface somewhere, but you can hopefully delete it. So we talked about media content creation. We talked about real estate. And the third industry that I feel like is going crazy, you know already, is e-commerce and e-products. Of course, of course. Let's talk about it. I mean, revolutionary idea. Like, mm. stocks alone, just I'm a stock guy, you look at Shopify on, on the market, mm. it's flying up. The reason why is because instead of the olden days, back in the day when you had to Hold the item. Yeah, you want to sell it, you got to go through inventory costs, maintenance costs, shipping costs. Mm. You couldn't have like a large inventory unless you were willing to put in money to hold all that stuff. Mm. Now with e-commerce, it's commerce made digital. So instead of holding it, you could just have the rights to a product electronic or online and be able mm. to sell something without holding it. That's fine. Long story That's short, fire. it's like China's making a bunch of these products. Mm. If I want to sell... X product that costs like five dollars for China to make and to ship out. These large companies out there, Nike, Adidas, they're already doing this, and then they're upselling it to you for a larger price and taking the cut, which is the dif difference in between. Now mm. with e-commerce, like you have the opportunity to do exactly mm. that. No, it's, it's fire, bro. And like just to piggyback again, like I'm basically reiterating what you said is like. The fact that it's so easily accessible to everybody is what makes it elite to me. Because mm. like you said perfectly, people already been doing it. It's just they've been holding it actually. But now other people copping the game. It's like, oh my gosh, another dropshipping site, another this, another that. Mm. But it's like, yo, you can make money doing it. It's a lot of money in it. It's a lot of people making a lot of money in this space. So, I mean, I feel like it's an opportunity that people should check out. And it's definitely difficult. It's not easy. But if you can, if, you, if it works, it works, and there's no reason not to try it. I'd say the main thing, like all the side hustles we mentioned, uh, like obviously these are counters or alternatives to a nine to five, mm. but they take a lot of time to start up. So instead of like mm. that daily hustle of going to work nine to five grind, like these type of grinds take a large amount of time in the beginning mm. until they like start to flourish, like. Social media, you got to build up the following. That's a fact. E-commerce, you got to put a lot of work. As we're starting to see. <laughs> exactly. E-commerce, you got to put a lot of work into the store in the beginning. But eventually, over time, like they start to pan out to the point where you don't need to put much time into it because you already did it. Did it. That was your initial investment, pretty much. Nah, for sure. And like one specific industry that I'm seeing like on e-commerce that's going crazy is skincare. Now, I don't know why... I mean, I guess it's because, like, it's the type of industry that kind of fuels off of insecurity. And I feel like a lot of people might be a little insecure about, like, skincare aspects, like acne mm. and stuff. So if you have, like, I don't know, people that's in a skincare space right now are seeing ridiculous amount of growth. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, if you have a, if you have a couple blemishes and you have a product that can get rid of the blemish, why yeah. not? Like, that's of course, product. I'll take that. Like, it's the same way there's a lot of hair products now that people are balding. Mm. That's the thing of the past. Like That's there are products to to fix that. So if there's a way to improve what you think is a worse situation out of the two, well, then of course. Yeah, no, because the girl who had went viral on social media, she had went viral because she made a million dollars in eight minutes. Cause like she, basically she restocked her whole store, right? Mm. She posted like, "Yo, we're live," sold out mad fast, made a million in eight minutes. Imagine that, bro. Yeah, she's in skincare, and I, it's showing me like. Skincare goes. I don't know why it goes so crazy, but like I've literally seen so many. Like, even like one of the ladies I had on the podcast before, like Black Girl Sunscreen, basically a skincare company. Like, basically, you know, take care of your skin, mm. uh, sunscreen that. But she got like uh, her valuation for the company is like five million. Mm, like, but like when she came on the podcast, it was like she had like thirty, not, probably not even thirty. She had like twenty five k subscribers when she came on the podcast. I'm not, not subscribers, twenty five k followers on Instagram when she came on. Mm. But she, I checked the other day, she has one hundred fifteen k now. Yo, and like, how's she going so fast? Mm. I, she was on a podcast in April. Yeah, the hardest part's the beginning, for sure. She hit today at 115K. Bro, I gotta rewatch the episode myself, because she must have shared something I had to I had to see, bro. Maybe there might be some hidden gems in there, for sure. Nah, because I, I think it's just her marketing. Oh, and I forget this means. I might even talk about that. But another way to get money, bro, is flipping old stuff. I was doing that earlier, like, as soon as the pandemic hit. Like, this app called Mercury, right? Yeah, you I've could, heard about you, that. Yeah, take a picture of your stuff, but I mean, like, 300-something on there. Almost 400. Right. Yeah. Granted, I did sell a pair of Jordans. I was, like, 140-something. So that, that was, like, the bulk of it. But I was selling, like, mad, ran, like, jeans I had, mm. hoodies, 
T-shirts, whatever. I had something the other day I was supposed to ship. I didn't even ship it. It was too heavy. But like, yo, that app goes crazy. So I'm telling you, if you want to flip stuff, yo, literally just look around your house. You, it can be anything random. Like, people will be buying the random stuff on it. If you see it, be like, yo, this is flyer. Take a picture of it, throw it up. You never know. But just be wise with the pricing. Like, sometimes I be going crazy, like, trying to charge $40 and that's really, like, 15 mm. And then you lower the price, they're like, all right, bet I'll pay that. So it's just, it's just, like, a balance. But, no, definitely that flipping is, is a lot. That reminds me. There's just, like, some guy who, like, he, like, committed. He was like, I'm going to sell this cup of sand and trade it in, like, for higher and higher value. Oh, I and, two, I could get a Tesla. No way he got it. I don't know if he got it yet, oh. but he's, like, pretty close. He's, like, on, like, this. He just got, like, a super nice car. But it all started. He went to the beach, scooped up a grand sand. Sold that on eBay and then just kept flipping up. So it's possible, but like all these things just take a lot of time. I think I probably bought it himself. He might, he might, he might have. I'm trying to say though, that's fire though. But there's people who like who actually do that too. Like mm -hmm. this is one guy. I remember he said like, I think it was in New York. It was like literally a similar video. He's like he's gonna start off with this amount of money, and he's gonna try to flip it. I don't know if he made the goal, but nah, flipping. That's basically. I feel like it's all. That's really all businesses though in any course, aspect. It's literally just getting a product and flipping it. Just. Repeatedly, either, either product or service, yeah. Repeatedly and, at a, and, and in a way that's scalable. That's really what all businesses if you really break it down. It's just constantly flipping stuff or constantly adding value. But no, I'm telling you, check out Mercury. It, it's definitely a lot there. Uh, yo, look, dang, about to hop into something that's crazy. Reparations for the segment two. Reparations. Nah, it's not, it's not, it's not even on segment one, segment two. We just going, bro. Nah, I bet. Reparations. So basically, in the news right now, so the trend, so it seems, is for companies to support, you know, minorities right now. If you're not taking care of minorities right now, business, business is not marketable. Nobody wants to do business with nobody that has not taken a clear stance to want to do something to help uplift minorities. So we got Trump Platinum Plus Plan, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, what I see from what I was able to collect or gather from the internet was basically the specifics of the deal is that there's going to be $500 billion in access to capital, meaning that if you want a loan or you want any type of money and you're a minority, the money's going to be there for you. They're going to make sure that you have that availability, which in the past was not there. Okay. Right? The next thing is they're creating 3 million new jobs. How? I don't know, but that's, that's the statement made. They said that they're going to bridge historic disparities in healthcare and education. Mm. So, once again, I don't know what that means. Very we could probably speculate on some of those things. Then they're going to do school choice, which I, I like a lot. Criminal justice. Okay. Uh, favorable trade for black farmers and manufacturers. I don't even know people farm. I think it just might be the New York in me. Or like this, yeah, no, nah, a lot of people. There's a lot of farmers. There's a lot of farmers. Yeah, I, I didn't even know it was that big of a space. But apparently, it's a lot going on there. And then they're going to make Juneteenth a national holiday. We'd love to see it. So thoughts. I had a few questions I want to dive into. People are saying that it's funny how most people on the right say that systemic racism does not exist, right? Mm. But if systemic racism does not exist, why would they be a plan that seems to tackle systemic issues? Yeah, I mean, there's. I can't even go into too that, deep right? into answering because, like, that's just. I'm saying it's politics, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like if there's a. Hmm. Here's a better question. Mm. So obviously we're gonna disregard anyone who 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 doesn't agree with systematic relation, uh, racism. Like I'll, I'll listen to your viewpoint. I'm happy to discuss. But at a certain point, if you like blatantly do not like see what's going on, the systematic racism is this. I would say here's my question: mm. Do you think reparations, like a dollar amount, would be an appropriate way to? combat systematic racism my thing is it depends how specifically that dollar is used right because this should, the thing the most important thing about racism that people like to say that why only one race black people could be racist is the power in it right mm. and money is power right but if money is not putting you in a position that you could like have a business or something like that to me it's like what power did they really give you like the access to capital is like you get a loan to me, in my personal opinion, I would say a loan does not necessarily put somebody in the position that I feel like they would need to be in. So, therefore, I would say a specific dollar amount and a value of a loan doesn't do much to me. All right, so not a loan. I'm talking cash, money, straight out. So, let's think about it. Mm. Every American got a stimulus check for the most part. Mm. I didn't get mine yet, whatever. Mm. There's like 325 or like 330 million Americans. Right. 
they all, let's just say 100% of Americans received it, and mm. there's about 20% of that population is black people. Mm. So let's say the U.S. government is like, you guys want reparations? Mm. We're going to cut you a check. Mm. And if all, stick with me here. Mm. Sure, sure. So the similar check was like 1.2K, mm-hmm. and we already said black people were like 20%. So instead of all Americans, let's say they d- devoted all that money to African Americans. So it would mm. be five times the stimulus check since... 20% is one-fifth of mm. the total population. You, you copy? Yeah, I get you. I get you. I'm following you. So then they gave us 5.6... You know what I'm saying? Like around roughly 6K. Mm. Would mm. that be enough? Would that be like an okay reparation? Like, here's cash money, 6K. Sorry for everything that happened. You know how fast I spent 6K, bro? Absolutely. I would literally run through 6K. Yeah, yeah. The thing is... The th- right now, there's a lot of people... Black and white, regardless, right? If you gave them a certain amount of money, they would spend that money foolishly and it would not be beneficial to them, right? So, I think that if you were to come to a community right now that's economically disadvantaged and give them a ridiculous amount of money, I would argue that the level of financial literacy is not there for it to be beneficial or utilized in a way that's going to help people progress in life. But the counter to that is giving, like, choosing how that money should be spent for them Mm. Is would be like a disregard for whatever personal things are going on in each individual's lives that they could have like put that money to. So like there are single mothers over here or someone over here trying to pay for like college education. Obviously six K not not to for both of those scenarios. But it's like who should have control? Should it just be up to them completely, or is a dollar amount is any a dollar amount never going to be worth it? The thing about any dollar amount now is not going to be worth it for the main reason that wealth is a time game. So the more time you have, the more the more wealth you're going to have. So even if you give somebody right now who, like the same amount of money, like you say you're somebody now 100K, right? You're still competing with somebody who had so much time to accrue wealth that if it's like they're going to have more money than you regardless. If you guys both invest in the same fund and somebody's investing ten million, you're investing a hundred k. That person is going to accrue wealth way faster than you. It just because ha- wealth is a time game. Yeah, but on a like a time graph, mm. that person who just received the hundred k is now light years ahead of where they would have been prior to if they had never received it all. Nah, for sure, for sure. But it's never going to be equal though. And there's. That's a so whole what's the up- point? If, if the whole point but, is equality, mm-hmm. it's never going to be equal. Unless you give somebody the mm-hmm. same $10 million, then that's technically equal. So you're saying even because it will never be equal, the 100K, would, like, let's say they're like, yeah, everybody... Obviously, it would be good. Yeah, I'm not going to say okay. it wouldn't be good. Like, yeah, it, it would yeah. still do something. But if your but, whole premise is, like, trying mm-hmm. to make it a level playing ground, you can't make it a level playing ground unless you're about to dish out, like, literally trillions and trillions and trillions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, nah, I mean, you make a valid point. I would low-key settle for 100K. Nah, nah, I, yeah, I would definitely settle for it, too. Don't get me wrong. But here's the problem with that as well. Afterwards, I feel like any sort of race issue that, like, comes up to the mainstream or whatever, wherever you see it, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, we already paid reparations, bro. You can't talk. We, we settled reparations. We yeah, cashed sure. out a check. Like, but then it's always going to be that one person is going to come and be like, listen, it's still not fair. Yeah, Even though course. they gave us this, they need to, what they need to do is they need to pause white people from making money for, for 400 years. And then at that point, reparations are fully done. So it's never going to be money. It's literally time. Like, but you can't. We already know that's that. something that's... So then what's, what's the solution for it? It's, it's literally no solution, bro. That's, 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 that's you. It's literally no like objective, like one solution. Mm. It's like people try to find like you know affirmative action as a way to, to fix it. You know, people say um, making sure that there's certain racial quotas, which I, I might support fully, depending on what the situation is. Some people might think of those as sort of smaller ways to fix it, but in terms of like an actual dollar amount, there's no dollar amount. Because even, like I said before, if you give somebody 100K now, the, the time that they have is not going to be equal to the time that somebody else has, mm. right? If you sold your grandma's house for 250K, that like, in 2000, right? And now you put that in the market, you have, ten, like, 20 years of your grandma's house that was fire, right? Mm. But then most people who are in African-American community, don't, they're not passing on 250,000 to the next generation. They might, they might not even pass on anything, if, if anything at all, right? So it's like the time aspect and like certain factors like that for like is nothing that you can do. You can't you can't fix it, bro. It's a situation where it's just like damn. we can't fix it today. We can't fix tomorrow, and we can't even fix it with the next five years. But I think taking those steps 
even if it like 100k is outrageous like that would never happen in a million mm-hmm. years but let's say they did do that mm-hmm. like over like that might fix some issues here some issues there that definitely wouldn't be a web net to capture all the issues that exist today mm-hmm. but over time just like tackling at like this this monu- uh, monument of a problem honestly i think over time then you would start to see like generational changes but yeah i agree with you time the amount of time lost has created a situation where there's nothing we can do today to fix it but there is something we can do daily mm. to to re- at least remain hopeful that one day things will change. But yeah, no, I, I agree with your point completely. And even to like tie it back into like what we're talking about, like market opportunities and like how it's like entry level market opportunities and it's like real wealth building opportunities. There's some people right now in society mm-hmm. that don't even have to worry about entry level opportunities. Like they're probably like 19, go to their dad, like, dad, I want to build an app. That's a true wealth building opportunity. Like, dad, like, there's this financial tech, like, this fintech idea I have. Like, can you help mm. me, like, fund it? Yeah, sure, son. That's literally wealth building opportunities to, like, the max. So, we're going to get to some of those, like, spaces later. But most people, like, in the African American community, they're looking for the entry level opportunities. Like, whether it's, like, media, content creation, whether it's real estate, whether it's whatever, any way they can hustle their way into an opportunity that could then further make them wealth. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, no, absolutely. But. That's why I think, like, the, the Platinum Plus plan, I feel like it, it's good politically. Like, yeah, it's nice politics, but it's, like, you can't... There's nothing you can actually do in a way of reparations that's going to, in me personally, fix time unless you're literally dumping mad, like, a ridiculous amount of money into that Which, economy. Which, like, that would just honestly cause arguments on the other side. But you and it would, it would literally tank America. Like, if you put in, like... A hundred trillion, which I would think it would be more than that, probably. Nah, you, yeah, you can't. We can't afford a hundred trillion. We couldn't afford a hundred trillion in the next twenty years. But we can't even afford this little one point eight that they're arguing right now in in Congress right about the second stimulus. Yeah, you would have to literally give African American at least like two hundred fifty k a person. That's crazy. At least, bro. For That's crazy. Bro, people be selling... I'm, be, t- I'm down for that. People be selling homes for like 300K when their great-grandma passed away. That's a ridiculous amount of money, bro. And they were stopping people at a certain time with red lighting and things from even getting a crib. But that's still not the majority of America. Like, not for sure, for sure. The average household income is still like 34. And like I said before, we're only like 20%. So like, there's obviously still a lot on the other side of the aisle who aren't making that much. But the people at the top, for mm. sure... Are flipping homes for a couple milli like it's nothing. Now the thing is, and I was just watching. You know, if you have Hulu right now, you gotta watch Underground. It's a great series that it talks about like building wealth, right? So basically, there's a lot of families right now, low key, that are so rich because they would because of slavery, and that's why people get so mad. Like in terms of, like this whole argument of wealth, because it's like yo. Your family literally had their wealth off of the fact that you had a plantation that you were selling people like they were stocks. Mm-hmm. You know that's a fact. In the doc, in the thing they were showing, it was like yo, they will buy like a little kid. Like I think it's gonna be a big boy one day. Yeah. Buying for like six hundred, sell boy for like I'm gonna just put in today number. Buying for like six hundred, put it in like selling for like twenty k. Mm-hmm. It's like dang, that was a good return on my investment. Nah, definitely. There would even be like auction blocks. I'll say this to you, dude. That's one who's mad. That's why wow. people get yeah. dumb tight about like wealth stuff. It's like, yo, you was really making money off the back of a human being. Yeah, nah. Everyone should be cognizant of that and upset about it as well. Mm. The only problem that lies there is when people are like directly mad at individuals today. For sure, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because like obviously, I mean, they're born, they're born just like. Mm-hmm. Me and you, like one might have been more fortunate, mm-hmm. or one's background might have been more tarnishing, mm-hmm. but not absolutely everyone should be. That's something everyone should be upset about. No, no, for sure, for sure. And like even on the same topic of reparations, J.P. Morgan, they got like a thirty, thirty billion, thirty billion dollar plan to to close the wealth gap or like to you know deal with racial inequality. But my th- wait, I think yeah, that was it. My thing for um this J.P. Morgan situation was I felt like it was heavy, it was loan heavy, right? And there's already a stigma that might be f- factually proven in certain ways that, like, when it comes to loans, black people just have lower credit scores, right? I'm not saying there's no fault to anybody in the black community, but if it's a situation where you're just trying to throw a whole bunch of loans out there, I feel like that does that could possibly de- do more damage than good. Yeah, I mean, loans obviously come as pros and cons. I got the money now. Mm. I got to pay at some point in the future. There's no promise that just because I have this excess money right now that I'm going to be able to pay in the future. Mm. So it's tough because on one hand, it's good that 
they were able to get that excess cash to do what they need to do. But on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that the future is going to be, like, brighter. And I don't really no, know, thanks. like, better alternatives to loans. Obviously, like, stimulus checks, just no no ties. You just take this money. Mm-hmm. But for something this large, I don't know how else you could do it. Let's go through the specifics real quick. Specifics of the deal is they're going to spend $30 billion over five years, so basically $6 billion a year. Mm-hmm. They're going to do $8 billion towards mortgages for 40,000 black and Latino home buyers. They're going to do $14 billion to finance 100,000 affordable housing units, $2 billion towards business in majority black and Latino communities, and $2 billion in philanthropic capital. Okay. What I'm liking off-rip off is the $2 billion in philanthropic capital. Why? Wow, what does that, that really mean? I mean, basically, they're going to just give money to charities that help the black and Latino community, right? I like that because it's just free money. Mm. There's, no, there's no contingencies on it. There's no, you got to give us anything in return. It's just like, yo, the straight, you can have this, right? Mm. Secondly, I love the small businesses, right? Because if, if we have a business, right, we want to start it up, and we need capital, so you need a little 50000 right, to start this up, a little whatever, whatever. That's a lot. That's good. Mm. Especially if, you, if you're a real hustler and somebody give you 50K, you, you could probably turn that into a lot. Mm. Right? And I really like that uh, fourteen billion to affordable housing. I mean, mm. for those not familiar, like affordable housing will give you like a two bedroom apartment in New York City for like eleven hundred a month, mm. which in New York City is like an absolute steal. Yes. Yeah, so, in terms of being able to give money to people, uh, being able to save money on rent month after month, that's one of the best ways to do it. So I really like, and that's where what well, that's the majority where the majority the majority of money, money yeah, about half. Interesting thing about the two billion to philanthropy. Whoa, I'm not saying that word. Exactly. On the charitable contributions, mm. they could write that off. No, oh, sure. I didn't even think about that. They could that. write that I off. That's d- what, really I'm surprised they didn't put that. a little bit more in there. I really didn't think about that. There was some money that's unaccounted for. Even if you add this up, it don't even hit 30. But it was some money they said they don't know how, what they're doing with it yet, but they still got it. Mm. Hopefully, that, that does something else like that. But what I, questions I had was, is there a level of transparency for outsiders to see? Would you want to know if they follow through, basically? Uh, I mean, a company that big, I assume, is going to follow through. Obviously, like, two weeks ago, we, like, talked about how they were, like, manipulating the market. So, like, they do have a tendency <laughs> to do some, to dive into some yeah. sketchy practices. But I would assume for something like this, it'll be all right. Uh, will there be transparency? I don't know. Like, will there be, like, a log of, of like, a, accounts receivables of where this money's going? I doubt right. it. But I would assume most of this is going to go... I'd be more interested in seeing where the the charitable contributions are going. Now, yeah, that's I want to know. What, I want to know what everything that's going on. Because mm. the thing is, if you're gonna come out in the media talking about some thirty billion dollar plan, right? I want to know if you follow through. Mm. Especially J.P. Morgan, right? Because it's like, yo, people just come all all companies. Not, not I don't even mean to throw J.P. Morgan under the bus, right? It's just the, the example right here. But any company who coming out making this statement, I would like to see some type of. You don't have to like publish it in the news but like if it's on your website like yo this is how this is what we did because mm. it's like if you're going to come out to say you're supporting the cause i want to see you actually supporting Hold the on, cause so i just clicked in my head what was how much did they get fined two weeks ago dang oh it was 920 million i think i said 220 920 million, 920 right? million what if this is some sort of scheme they got all this good stuff in the back i love mm-hmm. what they do i love it then mm. the two billion that 900 million is nothing they just rolled off two billion that they don't have to that's I'm going to have to do some diving into the financials. Uh, that's, why I'm, that's why you got to start really getting into what's going on here. Because mm. it's like some of these companies just be doing, I didn't even think about the write-off. It's that also just tight not think about it. And I, that, another question I had that ties into that was like, who's measuring these the, the results of these initiatives? Like, Is it like a group at like JP Morgan? I would assume it's probably the diversity and inclusion wing Yeah. that probably would handle some type of initiative like this. Yeah, no, nah, there's definitely a team doing For sure. this. I don't know how they even measure it. I don't know how they would manage it's it. It's money. It's, I feel like with the money, you got to have receipts. You can't buy nothing without a receipt. They might have receipts, but like, can they say like, oh, so the $2 billion where that was given to charity, like X charity mm. had 27% more of this or that. Like, I don't know how they measure the results. No, I don't even yeah, measure yeah. the results. I just want to make sure that they spend the $30 Because it, it's going to be hard to measure like, Nah, if, well, this, if this affected somebody's life, if this helped this, the, yeah, the, yeah. the actual like practical benefits 
or practical results, you can't measure. You can't measure. Nah, yeah. I just want to see if they spend the thirty billion. That'll be that'll be up to the big four and the audits that's, when uh, audit season comes yeah, around. The big banks is they look they're doing kind of bad with these funds. I feel like Goldman just have to pay like twenty nine million for something. Really, some wild stuff, bro. But um, the the last thing we're gonna talk about today, right, is the best wealth building opportunities. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like. What what markets do you feel like right now? It's like if you wanted to be a billionaire, you should hop in that market. Like out of everything we've discussed, or nah, you come with even new, even different different markets. If you want to become a billionaire today, what type of company would you start? Oh, okay. What type Not, of company would I start? It could be industry or a specific company. Very interesting. Uh, I'm gonna need a sec to think about that. I didn't see that one coming, but mm. I'd be curious to see your response while I think about that. Uh, I was thinking. The number one space. Actually, no, I got okay, it. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Let me see. Well, the problem is it's not that easy to get into. Okay, but exactly. it'd be it'd be biopharmaceuticals. Well, I was there's, thinking about biopharmaceuticals. There's massive debates today about healthcare. That's the that's what the title is today. We're gonna look at back at this video in five years and be like, I called it. Mm-hmm. But like, healthcare is obviously a big debate today. A lot of issues. Where it's gonna like lead to, especially with finance turning into fintech, mm. healthcare is gonna turn into this whole new biopharmaceutical space as we see like new revolutionary technologies, like absolutely so biotech, really biotech, uh. exactly. But um, and I think the coronavirus cure is gonna be like the first step of that. Like mm. you're seeing all these like privately owned companies mm. coming together, like create something that's like for the good of human health. Mm. But as time goes on, then we're going to see, like, robotic arms and legs. That's obvious. Just mm. maybe five, ten years down the road. Who knows? But I think in terms of an industry that's someplace now and has the largest ceiling for growth, I'd say biotech. Yeah, I kind of cheated. Then. I just said tech overall. Yeah, no, that's absolutely Tech overall is, is kind of cheating because there's a lot of stuff in tech. But I feel like right now, if you... We're focusing on a way that you want to make billions and billions of dollars. It has to be something in the tech space. I mean, tech is, I guess, different from biotech in a sense. No, nah, no. In, nah. in a sense. So biotech is, a, is like a... It's a, tech coming it's, to yeah. healthcare, yeah. So it's like a sector. I feel like it's a, more, it's a better answer because it's more refined. Mm-hmm. That's like if someone asks you a question, you just pick like the whole wide yeah. arsenal. It's like, I mean, I guess you're technically yeah. correct, but it's like you ain't give really a specific answer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nah, biotech is actually a beast answer. Can I even think about that? Because for a fact... Some of those companies be making like billions and billions fast, bro. Bro. Fast. Especially the stuff that's about to be coming out with biotech. Stuff that people like it's just not on a day to day basis we're informed with. Like I know I know about what Nicki Minaj is doing, what but mm-hmm. I don't. You don't know about some of these revolutionary technologies that are are coming to light because they got to go through multiple phases, it's trials. They obviously like, don't come to mainstream to us ready. You know the one pill that I always wish that they had. The one was still? No, nah, not even that, bro. It's, it's mad weird. I wish there was a pill that I didn't have to wear a jacket, that I could come outside in the winter in shorts and a t-shirt. I don't know why. Like, even since I was a kid, bro, I always had this idea, like, there needs to like be that. some type of pill where it's like, it will, I don't know if it like raise my body temperature a little bit or whatever the pill does, but it's like, I could just come outside with less clothes. Mm. Like, I don't have to wear a heavy jacket. I don't have to do all this. Like, it's cold outside, but it's cool. Pop my pill. It's good for 12 hours. Let me go do what I got to do. And my shorts and a t-shirt. You might need to cut that out. That might be a revolutionary idea, bro. Is it that, bro? It's not bad. But that's why I was thinking about... very outside the box, though, but it kind of makes sense. That'd be fine, bro. Call it, like, the Ignite pill. You know, like that. Some some nonsense like that. Now, that's what I'm thinking would be fire. That's a a little side note. I mean, That's biotech, though. That's not, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to steal that idea, just give me credit, man. I don't even care at this point. But another space I'm seeing is, we already talk about every podcast because it's wild, data, bro. Mm-hmm. If you could find a way to get into like macro, data, collection, whatever way you do it, it's billions of dollars, man. Yeah, Which especially is still tech, though. being able to use it to like suit your own needs. Like Google got in trouble because they were like able to compile so much data and then use it to better their platform like that was mm. the biggest biggest thing is like how you can use data to like set yourself way above the the competition and it, it just illustrates the power of data to to be able to give you the opportunity to even do that so yeah that is that is going places has been for the past 10 years and, and that's a fact and one space i think too that's kind of low-key is logistics and i feel like it's not being focused on actually elaborate for example, we spoke about earlier in the fact that entry-level opportunities is e-commerce, right? 
but e-commerce business can only scale as best as go scale as well as the logistics is right so a lot of companies what they're doing right now is say for example you have a you don't hold revenue right i mean you don't hold inventory right? you have you have a job shipping company right but you want to speed up the way that you ship in the united states they'll ship it to a logistics warehouse right and that logistics warehouse will fulfill all their orders from there Mm-hmm. So I feel like as we get closer and closer towards like everything being online, everything being so specifically like e-commerce, thing. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But I feel like if you like if you go buy a warehouse and you start hitting up a whole bunch of e-commerce spaces, like yo, don't even worry about shipping anything. Just send it, send your package straight to us. We'll handle everything else, right? Yeah, yeah. Even I feel like even if you can find any way to do that, I feel like that's a space that is scalable. One. And you could probably make a decent amount of money in it. Because there's so many people that have e-commerce stores that probably would love to not have to ship their stuff individually. They would love for somebody to say, hey, we'll do it for you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Supply chain is definitely blowing up. Especially, like, just the trend of, like, globalization. Like, mm. it's becoming more acceptable for all countries around the world to help each other out with products. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans that just want to fulfill our, our needs or whatever. Supply chain is definitely tied into logistics. So I see that going. Bro, and look at well. Amazon, bro. Amazon is basically if you really look at what Amazon is, Amazon is just a beast logistics company. Because mm-hmm. the fact that they could get you a package in two days is because the logistics is like this. Mm-hmm. They have warehouses everywhere, super staff warehouses. The logistics is crazy. They're shipping everything super fast. They have like a million and one um, vans that's Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's like the logistics is nobody's beating Amazon logistics right now. But I still think there's an opportunity because not. As on a smaller scale, you probably cannot get to like Amazon level. I don't know if there's any opportunity. In. You don't feel so? Not well, at least not specifically in how Amazon is handling it. Yeah, like Bezos has he's taken over. He like Loki. Loki might be like one of the most like the richest person in the world. Yeah, if Bezos gets into biotech or any tech like more tech than he is already in. Oh, he will. It's gonna he be. Will. He definitely will. Bro, I remember I was watching the, the video. Bezos talking about he wants to have a, a like a Earth in space. That. I like he said, he wants to have outrageous. a pod that you could live on, like like a lot of people basically, in space. Yeah. This guy has this guy. I think he's coming for Elon next, bro. I mean, when I think of Bezos, I immediately think of Elon Musk next. So make head to head, head to head. Let's talk about it. Head to head, Bezos versus Elon Musk. Who you got? An intellectual conversation. If there was intellectual conversation and somebody had to win the conversation, who you got? Bezos nah, or Musk? bro. My boy Elon's a different breed. Like, he was born different. Like, <laughs> he's just not like any other person. Bezos knows how to make money. He's shown that. He's going to mm. continue to make money. He's going to continue to be a beast. But my boy Elon, like, I remember he had an interview. He was like, yeah, when I was a child, like, I would just continue to think of, like, solutions to all these crazy problems. And then, like... It wasn't until I talked to other people that I realized everyone doesn't think like that. <laughs> like, so he's just a different breed. So I take Elon, but money for, like cash for cash, obviously I bet Bezos has more right now. But I think Bezos has more right now. But Elon is playing a very, very long term game that nobody I don't think he's playing on. So mm-hmm. I feel like in that regard, he might be playing chess while Bezos is playing checkers. Bro, does Bezos have a kid? Look up his kid's name. Jeff See if he Bezos? has a kid. All I'm I think, I think is, he has two. Oh, really? Nah, she might have none. Regardless, even Elon named his kid XAE12, bro. That's oh, like he's yeah, a different he do breed, got kids. Bro. He has four. Yo, somebody, go, somebody, no matter if I might go say this on podcast, but somebody basically knew his daughter and it was some, some controversy. Yeah, I see where I was going. But yeah, now nah, he, he got four. It says uh, adopted four. from China. That's sketchy. Three sons and a couple has adopted one. Daughter That's from China. Sketchy. Yeah, I think that that, that might have been the one. So, oh, wait, I, no, it wasn't his. It wasn't his daughter. It was his niece. Hmm. But we're not even gonna get into that story. That's for that's for off the podcast. But yeah, no, it's, it's a lot going on there. Yeah, Musk, different breed. He's probably not even human, honestly. Like, nah, it's really it's really wild. But yeah, no, nah, that's really all I have for today, bro. In terms, it was okay. A lot of information. Nah, we definitely broke into a lot of different subjects there. Uh, definitely blessed a lot of people. Different information. I mean, we haven't gone deep into everything, but. Hmm. At the very least, we've shone light on a multitude of different topics for you to uh, either dig deeper on or if there's any specific one that is clearly has a lot of interest and we can go deeper. But we've just shone a lot of light on a couple of different topics here. And that was just too, because then we can see like what, if there's a specific area that people tune into more than we can know to dive deeper mm-hmm. in there. But I feel like, you know, if you're information fiend, like how we fiend for information, you'd probably be interested to hear about all that stuff. Oh, but one thing we didn't touch on that I should have touched on earlier that I want to touch on now, Amazon Studios and this coming to America thing. Mm, because tell me about that. I don't really... Basically, coming to America 2 is coming out 
and basically the first one kind of went crazy when it first originally came out. You know, older generation they they loved it, right? So now they want to release it coming to America too, and with COVID and all the stuff that's going on right now, and they're not having theaters. What the the producers of the show did was like, you know, matter of fact, we're gonna skip this whole cinema box office opening nonsense. We're going straight to Amazon, and they sold it for one hundred twenty five million to Amazon. Could they? They possibly could have made more in the box office. Who knows? They possibly could have. But I feel like this right here is safe money. This is 100% safe money. Safe theaters money. are closed for the most part. It's already a risk to go to theaters, see how much it makes in the box. Yeah. I'm, 125 million seems like a lot for a movie with, like, there's there's no actual sales, so mm. it's all, like, uh, implied value. Mm. But for a movie like this, clearly it was popular with the older generation. I, I, I see that being worth it. Yeah, I, I'm trying what to think you, What too. are your thoughts on, on like them selling it to Amazon instead of either waiting for theaters to come out or letting it be available on a bunch of different platforms? That's where the world is going to me. Mm. Theaters, you're done for. Anything in person, you're done for, really. That's how I think about it. I feel, I feel like a lot of things in person, COVID-19 is showing people, there's a lot of things you don't need to do in person. Same way I could f go to the, to the um, AMC and watch a movie, same way I could come home and watch a movie. But right now, it's going to become a bidding war. That's what, that's what it's going to come down to. Say today, we want to make a little movie, right? Made a movie. Now we got options. Do I want to go to Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, mm. Amazon, whatever random other streaming companies come out, right? It's like, where am I taking my talents, right? So now people got to bid. Amazon always going to have the heftiest budget mm. than others because Amazon doesn't only do this. That's, that's, just, that's basically Amazon little... Like a little friend is like mm. Amazon Studios. Yeah, what I need? Wait, how much? Bro, did Jeff, 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 right? They're gonna come in with a ridiculous amount of money and drop anybody else out. That's how they're able to do the stuff they're doing. Amazon just also did the deal with this NFL to stream to with the NFL to stream um, one of the new wild card games, right? CBS paying seventy million for one game. It's literally mm. just to stream one game. Comcast seventy five million, seventy five um, million for the other one, right? Amazon's like, yeah, whatever. What's the Lily's hopping in the mix, right? Amazon just hopping in every mix because they got the money and they don't care. And they're, they're literally showing, like, yo, we could crush any industry we want right now. Yeah, Amazon's we like dangerous. That. Amazon's dangerous. There's not much more to be said there. I mean, obviously, NFL makes a lot of money, so, like, that's a worthy investment. People love NFL, especially. Mm. There's not a lot of smart sports going on. NBA was kind of, I don't know if you tuned into the yeah, Heat Lakers series. Mm. Like, normally, I would watch the series. Mm. I knew the Lakers are going to win. Yeah. So there was no point even watching. But NFL, however, is still interesting. It's still grabbing the big bucks. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Amazon's dangerous, bro. They're dangerous. Nah, that's all I'm saying, bro. And the fact that they hop in, like, it don't make no sense, bro. You still Amazon starts up as a book company, bro. Not a Netflix 2.0. Mm. Like, this guy just doesn't care. He literally hops into whatever industry he wants to. When he hops into healthcare, don't, sit, don't get mad at him. He's going to probably do it tomorrow. He probably already started building the foundation right now. Started selling like a little bit of stuff, like Amazon selling Amazon Advil type vibes, right? Mm. Started off small. Then I got pain relievers, ibuprofen. Next thing you know, guys selling a whole whole cures for you know. That Amazon ibuprofen, I'm with it. Bro, I, Amazon Prime exclusive, really acetaminophen. Be like, yo, and then it's like next day delivery. Your headache is gone. Not even one hour delivery. Your yeah. headache is gone now. Ooh, I kind of like that. Like uh, instead of going to your CVS or pharmacy. Like Ooh, they might need to hop in that space. They going to, bro. They don't care. They don't care. Whatever you want to do, Amazon can do it better than you. I don't. I hate to tell you this. Any industry you want to get into, Amazon can do it better than you, unless it's OnlyFans. If it's OnlyFans, that's the only industry you can go into that Amazon's not going to do better than you. I don't know, bro. Nah, nah but yeah, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine he get, nah, dang, imagine he got like a whole ring of people like... Of OnlyFans. Nah, I see that. Yeah, I don't even know. He probably got hop into it. for a deeper episode, yeah. He probably gave a hop into it. But, uh, nah, I see... We have to wrap it up for today. That's that's the industries. Just to give a brief overview again, what we talked about best entry level industries. We had media, right? Media. We went to Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, exactly. uh, OnlyFans, even. <laughs> um, I I just said Twitch. Yeah. Um, outside of media, what else did we get? Into? We had real estate. We had um wholesaling, flipping, yep. e-commerce. Oh yeah, then we had oh e-commerce, beastly. Industry that's like entry level, like people if you're looking for like some ways to make, I like, guess, a good side hustle space is basically mm. right. But then, like, the huge wealth building space, tech, anything tech, really. Yeah, if you could do anything tech, 
it's a lot of opportunity there. Whether yeah. it's like coding, mm-hmm. design, whatever it is you do, tech is a huge opportunity for Yeah, both. if you could find like an interest of yours that aligns with tech and it, you did the research and then you're like, damn, this should take like two, three years, mm-hmm. do it. That's a fact. And it could be really anything. Like, even if you like basketball, there's probably some type of basketball technology that you could type, kind of find that like you're playing some like fake little yeah, robot. Yeah, I mean, an- no, even analytics. Like, oh, basketball analy- you could be a super, like a big basketball fan, but maybe you don't play. Mm. You get into basketball analytics. You could have been the guy who was like, oh, Lakers win in six, four, two, instead of everyone who's like, Lakers win in five. Because mm. you know a little bit something about it. That's tech as well. Oh, yeah, no, nah, it's definitely a lot of opportunities there. But, yo, thank you for tuning in to this episode today. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the video. We got to start seeing that in the beginning, bro. Because at the end, nobody makes that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, you know, we're going to keep putting out the content. Keep doing our research. Keep coming with the heat. Honestly, we're going to just start packing the podcast with mad information. I feel like that's just the only way we're going to be able to see what people want to tune into. And, um, yeah, that's it for this week. If you liked it, you like it, share it with a friend. If you don't like it, well, I don't like you. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>